0: A few weeks ago, this podcast came to a halt. Well, actually, my entire life got derailed. I got a call from my mom that my grandpa, who I call Papa, had experienced a stroke. She and my grandma, Meemaw, uh, were at his bedside at the hospital down in Lincoln, Nebraska. He wasn't responding. They didn't know how much time he had left, and they asked if I wanted them to hold the phone up to his ear so I could say my goodbyes. <sighs> now, my... Papa and I were close, even though we lived in different states, we talked regularly, and my appetite for listening to his stories about his travels and adventures, either on a motorcycle riding across the U.S. or his time in the military overseas, my appetite for it was insatiable, and our relationship reflected that. So there it was, I was. it was uh, a Sunday afternoon. Sarah and I had just eaten lunch. Uh, I was about to record another of my daily Guinness uh, episodes when I found myself for the second time this year in the company of death. But this time it was different. Uh, not that like it hurt any less or not that I was any less sad or not because I cried any less, but because over the past uh, few months, Sarah and I have actually become—we've actually become what I guess I would call students of grief. I, know I say I say students—that's a cheesy way to say it—but I say students because you know we both simultaneously decided to keep an eye out for insights, something that that touched us, that moved us, whether that was. Um, something we had read. Maybe it was uh, poetry one of us had stumbled upon or a song or our thoughts we just were sharing with each other. Over the past uh, this year, Sarah and I have been like sending stuff back and forth to each other. Oh, I love this poem. Oh, I love this. Read this. It's been a part of this. We've invited it into our conversations. So Before I move on with the podcast, before I go back to the daily Guinness episodes, I asked Sarah if she'd sit down with me and just another one of the countless conversations we've had on the topic over the past year.
1: It's good we didn't have any dairy.
0: Because then our voices are crisp and clear instead of phlegmy.
1: I think so. <laughs> You're probably right.
0: First of all, thank you for sitting down with me, Hofi.
1: You are welcome.
0: <laughs> you went in for a really deep nod there, and I, I was just about to remind you, this is an audio podcast. I I've know. Of big nod. Uh, we are in our dining room table. I am shaking the dining room table. You're, Sarah's drinking wine. Mm. I've got my Guinness here. The reason why we're sitting here having this conversation is because of one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had on stage, and it happened about three, maybe four years ago in Virginia. I was playing a uh, Christmas concert. The deal was we would play the set, we would all run off stage really quick, and backstage we would change into these uh, Christmas sweaters. Oh, right. And then we'd run back out and oh, okay, we're gonna play a couple more tunes and we'd do like a sing along. But what I started noticing was happening was that um, in some places, there was like this confusion of, are they going to uh, they're going to come back and do an encore? Are they not going to do an encore? And so what I started doing is, I started allowing myself to be the last one off stage. And everybody would run off, and then I'd be following behind them, and I'd give like a nod to the crowd, and give like this, come on, like uh, hold a couple fingers up, and like, we'll be right back, just keep the applause going, like these hand signals, and then I would run off stage and just ham it up. But what happened this night, is I did all that. I'm the only one on stage. Everybody's run off before me. I'm like, just just a little bit more. Keep a clap going. And I turn around to sprint off stage. And what I didn't know is that the sound engineer, who was like his first time like rigging a stage like this, had left a massive rat's nest of cables on the side of the stage. So they were like a foot high right next to my bass amp that I hadn't seen right there. So I go off stage. My foot catches on one of the cables, and I'm not kidding when I say I go go airborne.
1: I hate that I didn't get to see this.
0: (laughs) I'm not kidding. I I slide a good two to three feet on my face, hand sprawled in front of me, face down on the stage, and instantly the entire place goes, oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, big boy fall down. (laughs) Oh, big boy fall down.
0: I fall down. I'm on stage and I'm like, I'm laying there and it feels like eternity, just like embarrassed. I just want to disappear into like, if I could just flatten into mm-hmm. the stage, I would, but the place is dead silent. And so what I did was I stood up slowly. I brushed myself off and I. With my head down, I walked to the very front of the stage and I took my hat off and did this massive theatrical bow uh, Mm -hmm. to the audience. And then everybody just like started clapping and cheering and like It was like all of a sudden everybody had permission to laugh. Uh, And the reason I did that is because years ago what I learned is that oftentimes in life, especially performing or when you're doing – oh my gosh, Strider is right now on the table and his face was – face down in
1: my glass, glass of water these
0: are the kind of things that uh derail me when we're doing it's usually strider that's like either attacking luna or getting into something anyways like when there's an elephant in the room like we all know something but nobody's acknowledging it what happens is this pressure gets built up in the room and you can feel this tension and it needs to be released somehow whether that is just simply acknowledging it on stage. So for me, you know, with this podcast, there's been a ton of people reaching out to me because at the top of 2022, I started doing this daily Guinness thing, drinking a pint of Guinness every day and recording daily podcasts. And for the past few weeks, I've been just completely dark. I haven't released any podcasts. I haven't been on social media. I just, I didn't have it in me. Uh, And a lot of people have been asking why that is and what happened. So I feel the need just to acknowledge this uh, and what happened these past few weeks. You know, it's interesting, maybe even like the following story, that it's – I've realized that when you give voice to the things that are obvious, um, like the elephants in the room or the things that you just assume that you are the only person – in your own head about it Mm -hmm. oftentimes in my life it's led to solidarity with others i think that's really interesting specifically for this topic of death and grief because i mean this year has just been a shit show like this Mm -hmm. earlier this year with your mom the past few weeks ago how i have a tickle how, how dare you
1: I have a grief tickle. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs>
0: in the past few weeks with uh, with this. You know, it's easy to to view it as like a gitch, a, a gitch. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: That's
0: a funny word. A, a glitch in the made no, a glitch in the matrix. It's easy to have this happen and uh, and to think that this is uh, an affront to my humanity. I'm reminded of the reason you and I. Travel. I've been thinking about that, and recently I realized that you and I specifically view the world uh, and humanity as like a diamond, and we are born.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> you give- do I? <laughs> do I? No, okay. I do. I'll hold on to that. I I view uh, the the world and existence like a diamond oftentimes and we when i'm born i was born where i was born into the community i was born into and being the person i am and i have an insight onto i see one facet of the diamond that is my life mm-hmm. and i have this understanding of that but when i travel when i go to the other side of the world and i uh become friends with people from uh, all walks of life when we travel Uh, We get to see these different facets, these different – like we rotate this diamond of humanity and we get to understand it a little bit more. Mm. If if even just being in a different place and seeing a different landscape, whatever it
1: is. Yeah.
0: But I say that because, you know, for me, I've realized that death, as we've experienced Mm. this and we have walked in this together this past year – I have I've just realized it's kind of like that diamond shifting. You and I were talking about why I I was even gonna sit down and have this conversation with you and what I wanted to talk about. The thing that's really important to me is I have a notes um the note I've been keeping on my phone about these experiences and the things I've learned and the things I've seen within myself and the se- things I've seen within you and we've kind of be- we've become students of grief. This past uh, year, our like passing back and forth of information has been so meaningful to me. This past year, like it really has been. Like you, uh, whether it's you stumble on a poem on Instagram. And that you forward on to me or you're you reading a book that has something insight into this or something you just found beautiful you texting that mm-hmm. uh, to me and so we've been putting something together uh i've been saving all that stuff and just keeping it together and you know i had this temptation like oh man well now you know maybe i should put something together about insight into this i don't Want to approach this right now as it having as if I have any sort of expertise or advice that I want to pass on, or a new way to think. Maybe we should. This is how the a curious approach to all this, whatever it be. I I just wanted to give pause and breath, at least for myself, because I may continue on with this podcast. I continue on talking about you know things about the creative journey and things I find interesting. But I I think. It's important for me to acknowledge the past couple weeks before I can even move on. I just want to give space to this um, selfishly, maybe.
1: No, not selfishly. I think just humanly. Yeah. This is a human experience that you just had and that many other people listening have had and everyone listening will have.
0: God, I know. It's so crazy. Like, I... As soon as we went through it uh, with everything with your mom, you know, uh, I, in my mind, I remember one night I was just laying in bed and all of a sudden it was like a freaking um, slideshow in my mind start going off of memories of all the conversations I've had on this podcast. I think what it was for me was my frivolousness with questions. Oof. Yeah. It's just natural to, you know, equate caring with questions. Yes. But I've realized this year through everything I've experienced that actually questions can be really
1: exhausting for sure.
0: Questions can be exhausting. Something as simple as, how are you doing? can be the most exhausting that, like, how do I even respond to that right now? and i've realized that sometimes when you're in the someone's in the middle of it the most appropriate thing to do would not to be asking questions and saying send something far more simple like hey i'm just thinking of you mm-hmm. today on top of that i'm something that i would as- originally think is a glitch in the matrix i'm right. now realizing no this actually makes me more human and actually this pain is what connects me even more so to my friends
1: mm-hmm.
0: and their experiences. So that's fun. So that's nice. That's true. That's yeah. a positive. Look on the bright side <laughs> yeah. of the bonus. Oh my gosh.
1: No, I'm not saying that. No, I, I know, I know what not. you mean. Yeah. yeah. I would like to have, I would like to have my mom not be dead and somehow never die. And also me never die. And everyone I love never die. But I do feel shitty and bad, period. And also I feel like, Like I've evolved to what I don't know, but I just feel like, like I know more. I know something I didn't. That part's true. It's a very strange, it's very strange.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't like it, but I definitely changes you.
0: You are going to roll your eyes when I say this, even though I've said it before. But your
1: eyes
0: (laughs) your eyes have changed this past year. Like they're they just seem deeper. And not and not Oh my god,
1: I am I didn't even plan on rolling my (laughs) eyes, but I am.
0: But they do like I can tell like you have like I look when I look at you and I talk with you, there is a tangible depth and wisdom that you have that wasn't there. A year ago.
1: Hmm. All right. I'll take that.
0: <laughs> and you're more tired.
1: I do think I my eyes look more wrinkly and tired.
0: And you drink more.
1: No, I don't. And you yell at me more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that either.
0: Uh, no, I'm not gonna close. I have, I'm not gonna make a point out of this. <laughs>
1: you're gonna say close, like I'm gonna close this message out.
0: Please bow your head with me <laughs> as we close in prayer. If someone was listening to this. And maybe they, if someone was listening to this right now.
1: Don't give me the ideal person. Someone is listening to this.
0: They're between the ages of 27 and 32. Female,
1: their father <laughs> just died.
0: No, but if someone was listening to this, screw that. Here's what I want to say. Here, This is a better question. This is actually what I am curious about. If you went back in time to February of last year. mm and you could tell yourself something, whether it was advice, or you could just say something to yourself that wasn't going to cause a butterfly effect. Like, so we don't have to worry about like the world imploding and <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know uh, the but world that's time splitting. Travel of.
1: stuff, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. So skip it's all the time travel, time travel travel. stuff. If you go back, mm, yes, to this time last year and tell yourself something, a piece of advice.
1: I think um, probably the singular thing that I found most helpful and it was something my friend Allison sent me and I cannot find it I don't know if it was a screenshot of like a a, you know Instagram post or what it was but it was something along the lines of picture your future self ahead of you out there waiting to carry what you give her or him or them So like you don't need to have it all figured out. You won't ever have it all figured out. Just like that metaphor of giving it to your future self to carry and knowing that eventually, not that this is how time works, but eventually I'll be that future person and I'll be okay. And so I have found that framework to be really helpful. Just the mental act of thinking of I can do this my future self has already done this and she's okay and whatever that looks like in whatever way we don't know but um, it, yeah it was something like your future self is out there with their arms open waiting to, to, to kind of meet you there mm. um, and I think about that all the time and in that moment she sent it to me the day of my mom's funeral which I was just dreading I mean she had already been dead for 10 12 whatever days but at that day in particular I remember thinking what if I fall apart what if I just I don't know and as if that is like wrong to do it's not um,
0: yeah I but- remember you feeling like a, the, the core like thought of your feeling that day was I don't know if I can do this
1: yeah. And I think I felt that more the day before we drove down to Iowa when I like had my feet in the bathtub and I felt all panic attacky. Yeah. Um, so I definitely felt it less the day of the funeral, but it's just like, it's not going to be fun, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and so she sent me that that morning. And it was the exact thing that I needed and um, something I sent to a couple other girlfriends whose mom recently died too, because it was helpful to me. And that it's okay just to get by, I think, too, for a while. You don't have to be some sort of victor because there is no prize and there is no victory. It just is. Yeah. Um, and so I hope that anyone listening has more than they need to get by. Don't be sad. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Mm. Cheers.